0: Investor psychology is a tricky thing. Looking back on October's big stock moves, it's clear that inflation, trade, and valuations have gone from data points to sudden sources of anxiety. But predicting a shift in mood is nearly impossible. Of course, Barron's has spent nearly a century trying. Twice a year, in our big money poll, we survey professional money managers across the country in order to track changes in investor sentiment. I'm Alex Yule. And this week on The Readback, we're joined by Barron's senior writer, Vito Racanelli, who's covered the latest poll. Hey, Vito. Hey, Alex. Vito, tell us, why is this big money
1: poll interesting, significant? Why do we do it? Well, what's interesting about the big money poll is it's kind of anti-Wall Street in the sense that we're not talking to the big banks or the big money managers even. We send this poll out to uh, many of our subscribers and... It goes across the country. So we're talking to small money managers who are in Radnor, Pennsylvania, Houston, L.A., Peoria, Columbus, Ohio, you name it. And we ask them these questions.
0: Do you expect corporate profits to rise in the next 12 months? Will the global economy strengthen? How would you grade the performance of President Trump in the past year?
1: And I think it's a good gauge on what's going on across the country in money
0: management. I think the media gets blamed a lot for being too focused on the coasts, right? This is kind of an antidote to that. We are actually talking to Main Street.
1: Right. We are talking to the folks who handle Main Street money.
0: The last time we did this poll about six months ago, we were just coming off the biggest headlines about the trade war which the White House had really initiated. The
1: stock market plummeted today as yes, President Trump sparks a possible trade war with some of our biggest trading partners. The Dow getting crushed today, sinking more than 700 points. Amid to-
0: fears of a trade war between the United States and China, the Dow Jones closed down 724 points in just one day, and nearly 3%. At that time, our readers and the people responding to our poll were certainly not as positive on Donald Trump as they are today.
1: Walk us through that change a little bit. Six months ago, only a third of our respondents gave him a B or better, and a third gave him a C, and and a lot gave him Ds and Fs. Currently, or in the last one, which we did a few days ago, a half of our respondents gave him a B or better. So clearly, they are happier with let's call it his accomplishments, all right? Even though they still don't like him if you look at the comments that we have. However, they see now, or they're starting to accept, let's put it that way, that Trump's negotiating style is uh, aggressive. But for example, in NAFTA, it worked. It hasn't worked with China yet, it hasn't worked with Europe yet, but they've said, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to get tougher. It's
0: really interesting. Certainly, I don't think we've seen a similar shift in public opinion polls. But presumably, the big money poll is a little bit more of
1: a survey with, in which people vote with their wallets. Correct. Of course, these are professional money managers. They're trying to get the best return they can, even though they are for free trade in general. And Trump is talking about tariffs. If he negotiates a better trade deal for the U.S., then they're happy with it. Right, I mean
0: the trade topic is one that fascinates me. Certainly our readers and our pages historically are presumably full of free trade people. Here we have a president who's certainly turned that on on its head, and yet in the latest poll I think 50% of them are supportive of his trade policies.
1: Right, the fascinating thing is that they think it's a tactic, they do not agree that tariffs are good. They never agree that tariffs are good. But they will also say, you know what, China is not playing on a level playing field with the U.S. And it's good that Trump is beating them with a stick to get it more level. They don't like the tariffs. They see it as a tactic.
0: I think it's worth pointing out that in spite of the grades or because of the grades, there's still some apprehension among our poll respondents. When you read through the actual written responses they give us. There's some pretty fascinating stuff in there. A lot of these readers are very uncomfortable with how the president is still going about his job. So I wanted to read a few of them. And let me just... Trump has accomplished some good things like corporate tax reform and regulation, but his demeanor is off-putting and has reduced our standing in the world. Let me just find a couple more here. I think were to the one on that, tweets. Yeah, there's a tweet one. Okay. Take his Twitter account away and give him a textbook on trade.
1: They don't like him personally. They don't like his style. But they will concede that he has done one or two things. And let's talk about the results. Where are we now? Well, in the latest poll, 56% of the respondents are bullish. And that's pretty much... Not much changed from six months ago. What has changed, and it's kind of nuanced, but if you look closely, you'll see a couple of changes. One, their bullishness has narrowed. It has narrowed to the U.S. Okay, Six months ago, emerging markets were very, very popular. When they were asked what was a market that would do the best in the next six months, 46% said emerging markets. That's now down to 29%. It doesn't hurt that Emerging markets have done very badly this year. They're down something like 15%. So we don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. The rest of the world is also not very popular. Europe was extremely popular six months ago. It's not now. The second change is whereas six months ago, they were very interested or worried about policy mistakes and interest rates. Now, that's receded slightly. Policy and rates were something like 67% of our respondents said that was a worry. So it's now down to 50 Instead, what has risen is threats called recession or a slowdown versus earnings disappointment. And I I suspect that this is a function of the fact that our GDP was 4% or 4.2 in the second quarter. So that's gonna be a really high bar next year to beat. And the other thing that they're worried about is earnings disappointment. Also, not surprising, since we're gonna have a year with 20% growth, that's gonna be hard to beat next year, and again, It's the change. We could have 10% growth, which would be fantastic by historical lights, but it's not 20%, and that's what the market was discounting. So you have money managers who are majority bullish,
0: quite bullish, and yet maybe some warning signs
1: brewing. That's the way I see it. And frankly, that's quite logical. When you have 20% earnings growth, and we haven't had a recession in, what, nine years, 10 years? Right, and a 10-year bull market.
0: Stocks in 2018 have been defined by a few key themes, among them Tesla, cannabis, the FANGs, and cryptocurrencies. And yet, when you look at the poll results, our readers, our poll respondents are bearish on all of
1: those. That's pretty interesting. Well, let's start with the FANG stocks. Uh, It's almost split. 50-50, 50-50, but indeed more are bearish than, than, than bullish on the FANG stocks.
0: Facebook, Amazon, Apple, if you add the extra A,
1: Netflix, and Google. Right. So I see it as two different things. One, a number of those stocks haven't done that well this year. And so, again, it's the chicken versus the egg, right? And second of all, a, a lot of our money managers outside of New York are concerned about valuations. Amazon has a very, very high valuation. Google is not crazy, but you know these stocks have high valuations. The markets at highs, they're nervous. It's it's reasonable.
0: How do you explain cannabis? Same thing there. Cryptocurrencies,
1: Tesla. You know, cannabis is a funny thing. No doubt, some of our professional money managers have smoked it. <laughs> not to mention the CEO of Tesla. Right. I think that they're afraid of – they're bearish. And the reason they're bearish, I liken it to what happened to the online gambling stocks the first time around, 2005, 2006. It was a very big thing. People were investing in it. And the government said, hey, wait a minute. No, we're not doing this. The stock's cratered. I don't think it's a social mores kind of thing. I think they do not feel comfortable that the U.S. government – and don't forget, we have 50 states. All of them can to do what they want. They're not comfortable that cannabis stocks are going to be acceptable anytime soon. They could be wrong, but they fear government regulation.
0: And let's talk about Tesla for a second, a topic of never-ending excitement for our readers and even us as journalists. Why are people so bearish
1: on Tesla? Well, the stats are indeed that they have become, these professional money managers are even more bearish than they were. They were asked, what was the most overvalued stock? And a third of them last time around in April said it was Tesla. And now it's almost 50% said it's Tesla. And the story of Tesla is one that everyone knows. Run by a visionary, Um, he has his issues. They are running a car company. It is uh, a difficult thing to do in the best of times. And they're running a car company that is different from every other car company in the world. People don't think he can pull it off. Another
0: fascinating dynamic in the survey, and I don't think it's new to this issue is that the money managers themselves are quite bullish and yet when you ask when we ask them how their clients are feeling they're much more bearish yeah how do we explain that dynamic
1: you no know, that's a funny it's a funny dynamic because as you know we'd interview the uh, some of the respondents afterwards and when I asked them that uh, they kind of laugh a lot of the time because it's they'll say well, you know, ask me what's happening to the market that day, and I'll tell you whether they're bullish, neutral, or bearish. And a lot of them say, you know, it's pretty much according to TV headlines. Mm-hmm. And if the headlines are screaming because the market is down 1.5% in, in one day or what was it, 3% a couple of days ago, they'll call up. So that's the kind of thing that's day by day. And I bet you if we did it today, it'd probably be different. So,
0: And we are polling readers alongside the money managers. I believe you can get those results on Barron's.com. It'd be interesting for folks to check that out as well. Vito, when we talk again in six months about our next big money poll, give us some
1: thoughts about what you expect to see. Well, predicting is a dangerous game. I'll say a couple of things. I think if President Trump manages to get a deal with China, he will get even better grades. There's no doubt of that in my mind because China is really important. The other thing I think will happen is a continuation of what we noted earlier about worries about an economic slowdown and earnings growth. Indeed, we're going to do this next April. It may already have happened by then. However, I do feel that after 10 years of economic expansion and the stock market rally, It's reasonable to worry about the change, right? From a 4% GDP to 3% doesn't sound so bad, but it does when you're a money manager. And when earnings growth goes from 20 to 10, 10 is really good, but that's 50% of what it was. And so that affects valuations as well. I suspect that those two things will become even more important and that rate worries will be less because the market has been sensitized to it already. They expect rates to go up. There may be an argument about where it stops, but they're not – afraid of rates going up the way they used to be because, look, rates have gone up and the market still is going up. And, of course, the higher rates go, the more competition stocks have among investors. Right. From other asset classes such as fixed income and treasuries, right? If treasuries are yielding 4% and equities are yielding 6%, that's a different equation from 6 versus 2, for example. And you've got a lot of people hiding out in consumer staples, right, to get a dividend yield. In tobacco companies, I mean, they may all go back to fixed income, which are safer. It might be nice once in a while to start getting a savings account that actually yields a few dollars. Indeed, indeed. These low rates have been a terrible thing for the senior citizens and savers of the world. Vito,
0: thanks for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Alex. You can read Vito Racanelli's full
0: story on the Big Money Poll in this week's edition of Barron's. And, as always, on Barron's.com. Check out barron's.com slash bigmoneypoll. I'm Alex Yule. The show is produced by Meta Lutzoff. The Readback will return next Wednesday.